25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them up the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, let's see. Where were we? <laughs> Where were we? What were we talking about? Seems like I just said goodbye and I blinked and now here we are again. What up? What I'm... we've got here <laughs> is failure to communicate. Roger is back. Nothing yes, against indeed. Beaver. Nothing. Not one single thing. Against Beaver. I don't have anything against Beaver. I just, it's nice to have Roger back. We are Mr. Roger's neighborhood. Yeah, you don't have a Beaver song. Well, you know, at one point I had to leave it to Beaver theme song. Well, I played it and Beaver was kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. (laughs) I didn't get much of a reaction out of Beaver. Welcome back, Roger. Man, it's good to be back. Especially, I'm not having to worry like I did yesterday about every computer in the building. <laughs> mm-hmm. You were the IT guy yesterday, effectively. Yes, it, was a, it was my my day in the barrel, as they say. <laughs> Your day in the barrel. Well, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. Roger is back, and um, you are back, and I'm back. We all back in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go. With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau, local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. Who cares if it's fast if it ain't friendly, right? Once you get all that and more, have your cake and eat it too with Farm Bureau. Hey, um, lots to, to jump into today with you here on the show. Now, it's a little different. You know, it's a, time, it's a tough time of year from a sports perspective because what happens is Let's be honest. We all take a little time off. I don't mean completely stepping away. Sometimes we do take a week. I'm going to go to the beach in a couple of weeks. I'm going to do the show from the beach every day. Just because, frankly, I don't like the sand. <laughs> so so the rest of them can fart around on the beach, and I'll just come in here and put the headset on and talk with Roger and you for two hours uh, from the beach every day. I'm working down there. But anyway. Uh, because you can because I can't. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's beside the point. As they say, I digress. I don't really know what that means, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it because I've heard it before. Anyway, uh, where was that? No, it's a weird time of year because, you know, your team's not playing. And I just feel like right around the July 4th holiday is when... We all just kind of go, <sighs> we step away from baseball, we relax, we let go of the angst. You know, you, 
you get you stay away from the message board or your I don't know fan group chat or whatever it is you're into and you just kind of I don't know you you take a, a week off or two before you get all geared up because as soon as SEC media days for football rolls around we're all going to do the same thing we're going to flip that switch and be football when do we play how many days you know you start getting hungry for it you start pulling up on your DVD uh, DVD DVR <laughs> your DVR taking us back I'm taking us way back there Roger school. Start pulling up on your DVR in July, the games from last year, because you want to watch them so bad. You'll even you'll even do like I do every year. You will watch the NFL Hall of Fame game during the first week of August. <laughs> That's the worst football game every year televised, period, at any level. <laughs> It's the worst played football game, but because it's uniforms and names you know and tackle football on TV, and if it's if you're lucky and it rotates around to where NBC is going to have it, you get Al Michaels on the call and get to hear his voice for the first time of the year. You'll watch it. I will too. Watch about two quarters anyway, and then it makes you sick, and you're like, ah, oh, I shaved my legs for this. You know, that old ditty. Hey, and speaking of going way back in classic. Y'all, listen, if you're new to this show, I'm Matt Wyatt, my show. If you're new to it, I have this uh, tendency to look back at things on this day in history. I love the little historical nuggets. It makes you, reminds you of things you'd forgotten about or hadn't thought about or maybe even didn't know that are historically significant. So Roger's in on that, too. And before the show started just a few minutes ago, Roger, you brought something to my attention that I think is really cool. It has everything to do with Mississippi. That on, on this day in 1977, something really significant did happen. Roger brought this to my attention. Elvis Presley's final live appearance It was on June 26, this day, 1977. His final live appearance. He passed away less than two months after this. You're hearing it right now. And this is one of the two final songs that he sang. Bridge Over Troubled Water. I'm on your side. Oh, And friends just can't be found like a bridge over water. I will lay me down like a bridge. Isn't that great? Roger, where was the appearance? Indianapolis. I will lay me down. Okay, so this was in Indianapolis, his final appearance. The other song was Hurt. What a song. When you're down and out When you're on the street When evening falls So hard So was that 42 I years ago? You. That's been a long time. I'll take your yeah. 
That's it, 42 years ago. You're hearing Elvis Presley's final live appearance on this day 42 years ago. Less than two months later, he passed away. Doesn't get much better than that, Roger. Elvis didn't shy away from the long version of anything. <laughs> it goes on for about as much more as it's already gone. He's yeah. just getting started. <laughs> How long was the trilogy? That's on out there too now. Oh yeah, yeah. When he did that one, some of those Elvis songs aren't, aren't for air anymore. What do you mean uh, by that? Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dixie. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for air anymore. Fallen from grace. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Elvis Presley, good stuff. Bridge over troubled waters. Last live appearance this day, 42 years ago, June 26, 1977, Indianapolis, Indiana. Passed away less than two months later, August 16th, 1977. Uh, let's see. I got another on this day nugget. It's really going to kind of like be out of place now that we've had Elvis. <laughs> But Roger, I sent you an email with a link. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that with a link in there? Some lyrics to a song? You remember this song? I remembered it when when I saw the lyrics. Then I played it. You played it? Yeah. (laughs) Matthew Wilder, a one-hit wonder, released this song in 1983. (laughs) Hey. How 1983 is this thing, man? How synthesized. I mean, listen. You can literally buy a keyboard for a hundred bucks and play this. Last night I had the strangest dream. I sailed away to China in a little robot to find you. Now think about these lyrics. You know, as weird as it sounds, <laughs> as someone who remembers when that song came out, uh-huh. it, it fit. Now, you're talking about a time frame around uh, minute minute work. Yes. You know, that, mm. So this has that kind of that sound of some mm. of their music. Right. It does. It was, it was definitely a one-hit wonder. Yeah, but he put it out there this day, 83. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, but you know, like... Of course, you thought this was a song about track. (laughs) And look, man, when I was a kid, again, you couldn't go anywhere without this just over and over again on the radio or at... You go like the city pool, they play this every other song. Drive you crazy. It was everywhere back in the rotation. Uh, John Pitts, uh, my friend who's the sports editor of the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, he saw that tweet, you know, Matthew Wilder released Break My Stride on this day in 83. And he quoted it and he said, my best friend in high school, his first wife cited this song for leaving him. (laughs) That and the other guy. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. There you go. 
There you go. Well, um, look. She has a card tag that says was his. Yeah, right. There, You know, since you're kind of on a historical theme or a thought anyway, there was this thing that popped up on Twitter yesterday, Roger. I, I saw it and I couldn't help but respond. I think it was maybe a couple days ago. It's one of these things where just some random person will put a question on Twitter and because of the nature of it, it'll just, it'll kind of go viral and everybody starts to respond to it. And at the time I saw it, I didn't know it was going to do that. It's somebody named Brandon Olson on Twitter, and they put this question on on there, and it said, social experiment. If you come across this tweet, reply with the one athlete you'd wish had been perfectly healthy their whole career. So the question is, who's the one athlete you hoped or wished could have been healthy their whole career? For me, right away, without question, no hesitation, The answer is Bo Jackson. Bo knows. Bo Jackson. Auburn running back, Heisman, two-sports star, all-star in Major League Baseball for the Royals. You know, big-time Pro Bowl, like, superstar running back for the Raiders and then had that hip injury. We've seen it. You know, they make the documentary about it where it's just kind of – he's Superman. The legend of Bo was huge even when he was still playing. And in Auburn, you know, the things he could do. And you see the highlights even now. It's a lot like Marcus Dupree. Here we are 30, 40 years later. You still you look at the highlights and you're like, whoa. They, they're even phenomenal on film from then compared to now. <laughs> like Bo Jackson, without question. Think about this. You know, if he played in the 80s at Auburn, when he won the Heisman Trophy at Auburn, played in the 80s. We're talking how many years ago? 30-whatever-some-odd years ago. Well, most of the time, 30 years later, after an athlete plays, you look around and you go, man, everybody's just bigger, faster, stronger. Now, that guy wouldn't necessarily be as good now as he was then. But kind of like Michael Jordan, I mean, Dennis Robbins said the other day that Michael Jordan, if he played today in the NBA, that Michael Jordan would average 55 points a game. <laughs> and you know what? Nobody really disagrees. I don't disagree with that. And that's the way Bo Jackson was and is. You can watch stuff with Bo Jackson 30 years ago, and you know without a shadow of a doubt, if that same Bo Jackson were playing right now in the NFL, he'd be the best running back in the NFL. He'd be better than Zeke. He'd be better than all of them. Yet he had this just awful hip injury that just ended his career uh, across the board. He was doing stuff in baseball that nobody could believe. Running up the wall in Kansas City. Hitting a leadoff home run in the All-Star game that he hit like 480-something feet (laughs) up to the fountain and Kansas City. It's just incredible the stuff the guy did. That's the guy that I would love to know. What in the world could he have done had he not had that injury? What would we be talking about the things he did? What kind of highlights would we be watching if Bo Jackson hadn't gotten hurt? It's a really great offseason July question. Who's the one athlete you'd wish had been perfectly healthy their whole career? On Twitter, Jason 
I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter, by the way, and Jason has a good answer. Marcus Lattimore. Remember Lattimore, how dominant he was at South Carolina and then just had this just catastrophic knee injury, tore everything, never the same. I think he's coaching now. It ended his career. In today's world, medically, it's hard to have a bad enough knee injury now that it totally ends your career. Look at Teddy Bridgewater. Every ligament in his knee torn in half, completely apart. Only thing holding his knee together, skin. And Teddy Bridgewater is healed up and making millions of dollars as a backup quarterback to Drew Brees in New Orleans. Drew Brees, you know, breaks his toe week one. Teddy Bridgewater it, water is your starting quarterback in New Orleans. <laughs> it's hard to have that bad of a knee injury that they can't fix it. That's how bad it was for Marcus Lattimore. So that's a t- that's that's one too. You'd love to see it. Got a text line that said Bo Jackson and Marcus Dupree. You know, Dupree is kind of an an obvious one too. The thing is, he had a lot of other crazy things going on. In terms of, you know, the off the field and the money situation and not really knowing where he wanted to be. And although it's not official official, it might as well be. We all know that it was a deal where, you know, he's accepting large sums of money and gifts in order to go to Oklahoma. But it's probably not really where he wanted to go. The place, the team, and exactly probably where he wanted to go. Now, he may tell you different. He probably has to. But it certainly didn't work out, and he wound up kind of getting back closer to home, just left. You know, people flash that much money in front of you in recruiting, it's hard not to take it. You'd take it. So, there you go. Nick says, on the text line at 885-ESPN, Griffey shatters the home run record if he stays healthy, no steroids either. Y'all agree with that? I'm hesitant to just wholeheartedly agree with that. That even if healthy, Griffey would have shattered the home run record. And, you know, the thing about it is, you can't really eyeball somebody and just automatically tell that they're not using steroids. You know, I mean... And again, societally, we've kind of moved to to a point where nobody really cares if you use steroids. And that's against the rules. It kind of made Rafael Palmeiro pay for it, and Andy Pettit and some others, and Clemens, but starting to learn just how widespread, you're like, yeah, well, everybody was. And so you just can't look at him and tell. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Never was caught. That's what we can say, Nick. He's just one of those guys that never did fail a steroids test. (laughs) I don't know if he took them or not. Uh, Larry on the text line. Tyrone Prothrow, wide receiver, Alabama. Dude was a special talent before the leg break against Florida. I could not remember who they were playing when he broke the leg that way. When I think of Tyrone Prothrow, all I can think about is that catch he made against Southern Miss. That's the highlight we see, right? You still see pictures of that. It's the first time we'd ever really seen that in a college game. Deep ball, coverage is there, ball's underthrown, he turns back. The DB runs into him, face guarding, and he pins the football against the back of the defender. He's bear-hugging the DB with the football on the other side. (laughs) Incredible play. Yeah, so pro throw is one of those also. A lot of answers out there. This is one player. 
if he could have been healthy his whole career, who would it be? You know, and on the baseball side of it, I don't have a lot of guys that just just automatically jump out as, you know, they were so special and it was all interrupted by an injury. You know, I mean, I don't have too many of those examples. What about a guy like Derrick Rose in basketball? Oft injured, just over and over again. I mean, good enough player that even after all these injuries, he's still able to get on a team and play some but certainly not at all what he was prior to the first injury. Just not what he was. It happens sometimes. But that question, the answer in perpetuity, the number one answer in perpetuity is Bo Jackson. You know, and you can sit here and say, well, look, Matt is... You know, in his feel, in his nostalgic feels again. <laughs> He's just looking back to the old days. And so, Bo, you know, this, that, and the other. Listen, here's what I'm telling you. Fact. Bo Jackson. You, you want to debate? Who are you going to take? One or the other. Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker. The greatest running backs of all time in the SEC. I don't care about stats. Watch the tape. The greatest. Those two. Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker. Who you taking? I don't even blink and take a healthy Bo Jackson. He was Superman. And he was about to be something nobody had ever seen before in pro sports. And then that hip just blew up. Lots of great answers, too. Some things I didn't think about on the text line. Give me your phone calls, too, in on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. We'll get to them next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you let that hawk in here. Get that thing out of here. Man. I used to have this guy years ago, he's a friend of mine in my hometown of Tupelo, Buzzy Mize. Buzzy's a hoot now, and he used to get on the radio with me some back when I was doing a morning show. And uh, anytime the Rolling Stones played, like we'd have bumper music coming in and it'd be the Rolling Stones, he'd always start waving his hand around going, get that smoke out of here. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, hey. Can't make those names up, though. You gonna watch those uh, Democratic presidential candidate debates? What are they? Is that tonight? I think it's tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah, it sounds like fun. It always is so entertaining. Eat some Rotel dip. <laughs> yeah, and just sit back and cackle. <laughs> Bo, give me a bottle of that Four Roses. There you go. Well, <laughs> no, not really, really no. Take it easy on that, or you'll miss half the debate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it's always entertaining. No, somebody that's covering this from a media perspective. Let's see. Scott Detro. He is with NPR. He's co-host of a politics podcast for public radio and stuff. And he's in Washington, D.C. So he is there on site wherever these things are about to happen. These debates tonight. I don't know where. Doesn't matter. But he just tweeted that he witnessed this happen. A security person outside the debate site just now, quote, are you here to pick up press credentials? 
John Hickenlooper said, uh, I'm a candidate. <laughs> First of all, guy's name's John Hickenlooper. Huh? Hickenlooper? I don't even know her. Yeah. They've got a salve for that. Hickenlooper. That's the best presidential candidate name. Period. End. <laughs> the John Hickenlooper. I hope tonight that John Hickenlooper puts on a show. You know, make it more interesting. They've got so many. Instead of splitting into two nights, we we do one of those events like uh, the Hunger Games. Because <laughs> you know, you want your president to be kind of tough. Where we shoot at him? I'm telling you, I don't know who, who would win if, uh, in that bunch. Of, Kamala looked like she could, you know. <laughs> I mean, she, she could take him on. All I know is this guy's name is Hickenlooper. Hickenlooper. And he showed up. He's a candidate. And they you asked him to be. You don't want your pilot to come on. To, <laughs> this, is, this is pilot Hickenlooper. <laughs> my, my co-pilot, way too low. <laughs> Hickenlooper. <laughs> hey. All I know is he showed up and they asked him That's great. if you are here for your press credentials, and he actually said, no, nah, I'm actually a candidate. Where do I go for that? Where's the entrance for the candidates? <laughs> All right. You have, to have, a, you have to wear an armband if you're a candidate. <laughs> yeah, gate C, sir. C for candidate. Hick and Looper. Your name's the one thing you can't do anything about, I don't guess. All right, uh, on the subject of who's the one player you wish you could see him go through their career injury-free? Lots of answers. Maybe the best yet is from TK on the Coast on Twitter. Sent me a tweet. I'm Radio Wyatt. He says, Kiefer McGee. Kiefer was a teammate of mine at State. He was a special player and person. Passed away, drowned in a swimming pool swimming accident the night before we were to set uh, we were set to begin two a day practices 1997 we had had our team meeting and Kiefer was there and uh, everybody we dispersed you know we went eight gonna get a good night's sleep and start practice the next day and um, something happened overnight Kiefer couldn't swim and uh, slipped off into the deep end and and drowned and that was just terrible but um you know, in Kiefer, the the season before that, 1996, I guess was Kiefer's maybe sophomore or junior year. I I, I guess he might have been a junior in 96, but I know he was not. Another, I think 97 was going to be his senior year. But he was on everybody's radar, big-time player, and just great guy, super guy, liked everybody. It's one of those guys where everybody on the team, you really believe that Kiefer liked you. <laughs> and not everybody's that way. Kiefer was that way. He can make, He just made everybody feel like you were his favorite. He had that quality about him. 96, he, you know, tore his ACL. We were playing South Carolina. It was actually the first college game that I ever got to start in. I was a freshman, and we were playing at South Carolina. I got the start at quarterback. And I handed him the ball, and... He got kind of hit and spun and twisted, and the knee tore up. I'll never forget that. That was his last play, the last play he ever ran uh, in college because uh, never got to play the next year. 
Sure would. Sure would have loved to have seen Kiefer. Um, you know, get to play. All right. Um, somebody else, a vote for King Griffey Jr. saying that he definitely would have broken the home run record if he'd stayed healthy. I need to do some reading up on that. I mean, I, I followed all of it, but somehow a lot of the details of his injury and time frame and where he was and all uh, kind of have escaped me. Um, Bama in Madison on the text line, 885-ESPN, says, Ever wonder what Pete Rose would have done had he not been expelled for gambling? He said, I know it's not an injury, but it is an interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, was he was he done with his playing career, though? He was done with his playing career, wasn't he? When he got popped, it was a managerial thing. Yeah. Just a coach or something? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, listen, uh, a little bit ago, Kevin texted and said Marcus Dupree or Shea Hodge, and then he corrected. He says Coco Hodge, not Shea. <laughs> Which Hodge is it, Kevin? <laughs> and I saw a couple of we had, we did have a couple of texts where people were bringing up Mickey Mantle. Here's um, a text that says they say Mickey Mantle was the fastest before his cleats got hung up in the outfield drain very early in his career. Having healthy legs could have made him the best ever just behind the bay. People in New York, all the old folks in New York, still talking about Mickey Mantle. He did things they had never seen before. Uh, Green Okra votes for Boo Ferris. And then B. Steady, also another nod to Ken Griffey Jr. Very interesting. A lot of those answers. Who would you want to see... Stay injury-free. I said, yeah, I mean, it's just free. It goes back to Bo Jackson. Can't get away from that. I mean, he's just no, he's got to be number one on that list, that conversation for, for all sports fans. He's got to be number one in that, doesn't he? Uh, you can be a part of the show on the phone. Give me a shout. I'd love to hear your voice today. And look, I know it's intimidating sometimes to pick up the phone and call, but give it a rip. We're not going to bite. 995-1059. That is the number to the Divinity Equipment phone line. That'll patch you through here to the show. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer. Commercial mowers. Residential. Mowers, tractors. All the way down to the hand tools. They have Kubota. They have Red Max. Great deals in Madison and in Jackson. They're the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. Again, that number, 995-1059. You call that, we'll talk. Way in. Uh, There was some news last night in college football. I just thought I'd make you aware. I'm not going to dwell on it. Don't have much time to anyway, but I just want you to know, do you remember those kids at University of Minnesota, the football players, some of them had were 10 or 11 or 12 of them involved in an investigation, a, a sexual assault allegation? The school investigated it, but in, you know reinstated some and only kicked out about four of them. But a group of ten decided to sue the school. Well, last night or yesterday, a judge, U.S. District Judge Donovan Frank, threw the case out and threw it out with, quote, prejudice, meaning that it cannot be refiled. So they didn't have a case. They were wasting everybody's time. Thought I'd make you aware. What about baseball? It's all tied up in Omaha. Stick around. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio.
A lot of great stuff on this uh, question. You know, stuff that I just wouldn't have thought about on my own. It's one of the neat things about having a conversation with other sports fans, isn't it? Is uh, I think of stuff you didn't think of and vice versa. Jason tweeted me and said, Old Spurrier had it rolling there for a while. Now that I think of it, Lattimore, Clowney, Alshon, Jeffrey. They weren't the typical South Carolina for sure. Yeah, Clowney. But Clowney, that made me think. You know, he's another one. Has had some injury stuff since he's been in the NFL. But didn't he also battle through at least one injury in college? You know, and as dominant as he was in college and, and has been at times in the NFL when healthy, you know, you have to wonder. The key, though, in the NFL is they can't figure out how, how often he actually is really hurt. They're starting to question his motor and all that. But he's, he was just um, he was full grown early before a lot of others. Jay tweeted me and said, folks, that he would like to see been able to finish their career. Lynn Bias and Hoops, Bo Jackson in football, Sandy Koufax baseball. It seems like a little bit of a different conversation when we talk about people who lost their lives early. The, the original question on Twitter popping up that kind of went viral was, who would you like to have been able to see go through their career injury-free? So the, the connotation is there's an injury there that just slowed them up or or whatever. So, you know, like Lou Gehrig, um, Roberto Clemente, some of these that it wasn't just an injury. It was a, a fatal, a fatality. Um, <clears throat> so it, it feels like that's a little bit of a different conversation. But Sean brings up one on the text line at 885-ESPN that really we should have all thought about right away. It's just that when you say athlete, see, this has been a pretty doggone good social experiment, I think. Let me paint the picture again real quick. The question? The question was, If you come across this tweet, it was a guy who tweeted it yesterday. Reply with the one athlete you'd wish had been perfectly healthy their whole career. I said Bo Jackson. But the thing said athlete. Not one of us, until Sean brought it up just a few minutes ago on the text line, thought about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Thing is, he plays golf. And when I say to you, who's the athlete? you wish had been healthy their whole career. Frankly, nobody thinks golf. (laughs) Do they? In your head, as soon as somebody says, athlete, who's an athlete you wish had been healthy? You're thinking, let's see, all right, athlete, uh, football, basketball, Bo Jackson, you know, you say, golf, not even on the radar. What if he said sports star? Well, then maybe we'd think about Tiger Woods. But Tiger Woods definitely, and he is an athlete. We just don't think about golf in those terms. Sean's exactly right. What in the world would Tiger have done? Minus a broken leg, a blown out knee, and a bad back. No telling. And see, Hogjow's got a great point. On the text line, he says, Tiger out-trains most, a- most athletes. No doubt about it. C.C. Sabathia. Sabathia, Sabathia. 
pitcher for the Yankees. Look at him. He ain't training for nothing. But he can throw 100 miles an hour. Yeah, Tiger's out training him. No question. What would Tiger have done minus an injury? He's got to be on there. Hey, Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity in Madison and in Jackson. First up is Joey. What's up, Joey? Hey, man, I can think of so many in baseball. It's crazy. Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, Otis Nixon. There's a lot of me think back on um, when I used to watch a lot of baseball. But in football, obviously, in, in two sports, obviously, Bo Jackson's the top of the list. Man, what what he was robbed of, what we were robbed of, and, and the same with Dupree. I go there with you. But probably the most underappreciated player in his career, and if he would have stayed healthy the whole time, would definitely be a top five running back on on bad football teams to spread, Taylor. So who was that? Fred Taylor. You talking about with Florida? Do what? Who is that? Who's Fred Taylor? You don't know who he is. He's still a top fifteen running back, man, of all time. Who did he play? Who did he play for? And what time? Had a long career with the Jaguars, and he shattered every record that Eric Red set at Florida. Yeah, played at Florida. That's right. Was just running up the score on people. But but I'm I'm Fred Taylor came in there and shattered those records. Yeah, so now I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, played for Spurrier at Florida. Uh, you're right. Came in right after Eric Rett. So we're talking mid late '90s, and then played for the Jaguars. Fred Taylor. But yeah, how is he really the, good when he got there initially? But it, it faded fast, and he still ran for a ton of yards with you know without any real support around. Yeah. But but what I'm saying, Joey, is how is he in this conversation of, you know? Because I mean, they called him Fragile Fred, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's one I didn't thought I mean, of. That's the first. I yeah, I mean, they really did, and 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 later on, he began to play 16 game seasons, and the Jaguar fans, you know, refuted it with full time Freddie. They would argue for, you know, fragile Fred and they say, No, it's full time Freddie. Mm, okay. Um, and uh but I mean and that's one and then in basketball, you know, gosh, there's so many guys that I think there's just a lot of ways to get hurt in that sport that make it hard to all right, and, it, and know, Joey, to shoot a basketball if you can't punch it. And, and here's one in basketball that goes way, way back beyond what a. We're, it's only us old guys who would think of this, and and it's almost too far back for me. I just remember my dad talking about it as as well. Bernard King, Tennessee Volunteer, New York Knicks, and injured his both of his knees. You know, within a couple of years of being in the NBA, and played his whole career in the NBA. It seemed like wearing these big knee braces. But Bernard King, healthy, would have been a sight to see. Joey, appreciate your call. Oh, Thanks for no listening. Doubt. And and you know, it's true. Both you fast forward thirty years, Bo Jackson is still Bo Jackson. No, that's exactly right. He he would be the best running back in the NFL right now. He was ahead of his time. Thanks, Joey. Uh, Jay Clay, what's up? Hey, I'm going to flip the script and go to another sport like you were thinking about, like golf. But in tennis, 
I'd like to have known what Pete, what, uh, Pete Sampras would have done if his back hadn't started giving him problems at an early age. Yeah, you know, you see, Sampras got up there into the, I think it was 14 slams that he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was dominant. He rolled them off pretty quick and then started having major back issues. Yep. Uh, and then nowadays you've got Rafa Nadal that's had some pretty bad health issues that has kept him uh, subdued a little bit, but he's up there with, with Federer on his number of slams as well. Yep. No doubt about it. Good call. I hadn't thought about that, but that's exactly right. Thanks, Jay Clay. That Sampras was dominant, and the back stuff totally derailed his career. Divinity Equipment phone, Jeffrey hanging on. What's up, Jeffrey? Hey, how you doing, Matt? Great. I would like to see what uh, Bill Walton and Sam Bowie would have been had they not got yeah. the problems they had. Yeah, Walton was doing a little self-medicating back then, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, uh, I said, oh, Bill Walton was doing a little self-medicating, I think, taking something for pain. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeffrey. It's a good point. Uh, Rebel Greg on the text line says, uh, how many marriages would Tiger have wrecked if he'd stayed healthy? I guess we can only speculate. Sweetness on the text line. Yep. No doubt about it. Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill. Let's see, what did Brett say? Not an injury, but Michael Jordan not playing baseball. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's a different conversation, but no doubt. What if Jordan had just stuck with basketball (laughs) and not tried the whole baseball thing? You know, uh, this is a great point here on the text line, too. Ted Williams, we forget about, you know, Hall of Famer, Everyone argues greatest hitter of all time. I mean, he's the only guy that's ever batted 400 in the major leagues in a major league season. But he lost several years of his career to the war. He was a pilot in the Air Force in World War II. It's still it's a little different. But, you know, Williams, I want to say that towards the end of his career, what got him was a sprained ankle in spring training that began the descent to ending his career right at the Don't end. Don't they have his head cryogenically? Look. Preserved somewhere, Roger. I think they do. I think yeah. they somewhere he paid for, that. He yeah. paid for it somewhere out in California. Ted Williams' head's frozen, just waiting on technology. Giving you body. I mean, put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thought. So if they freeze our head, and our head is really old, once they figure this out, they're going to put a young body on it, or like a try to. Transfer him over in there. (laughs) I can't even get down there. I can't even get down that path. Hour two coming up. Let's talk about quarterbacks in the SEC because half of them, you don't even know who they are. Y'all stick around. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.